Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank good. you. Excellent. Ready to go to work here and figure out what makes the world tick. <laughs> but I want to start off and, uh, with a news item that we did mention last week and it's still in the news and there's reason for bringing this up. And this has to do with uh, the death of Colin Powell yeah. because uh, we remember him very well. Uh, because at the height of uh, trying to stop, uh, you know, the warmongering against Iraq and all the propaganda that was going on. And it, wa it wasn't just the final blow that uh, Powell was engaged in by going to the U.N. and uh, not telling the, the straight story. Yeah. Uh, he had to fib a little bit. And, of course, it worked. And the U.N. endorsed uh, he endorsed the war, but there was a lot of propaganda going on because I remember before it was starting, months before, you know, they uh, there was a lot of propaganda that uh, uh, sort of was against the war, but they had to change it. And the most important uh, individual to change the attitude of the people who had high respect was Colin Powell. And then he did his job well, but it wasn't long after that that uh, that whole thing fell apart and it was a disastrous moment in Powell's life. Yes. And uh, he never recovered from that. But uh, that subject came up, of course, because he just passed away. And, uh, and the other thing is it, it combines, you know, his history in the military, the great part that they recognize he was a great military hero. At the same time, he goofed when he had to testify before the United Nations. But then, then there's also the fact that he, uh, he, he died uh, uh, with COVID. He yeah. was identified to have been infected with COVID and, uh, and yet he was fully vaccinated. Yeah. So uh, at first we didn't hear too much about the full vaccination. Then it came out that he was fully, in, fully va in, uh, vaccinated. Uh, and uh, then the big question came up, uh, you know, there was, that became then a political football in many ways. Well, see the uh, people who are against all these vaccines, see what it's doing. And then the other side had to come up and mock the people that would suggest this, saying you'll use anything yeah. to try to discourage people from practicing good medicine and telling the truth about vaccines. So that's that's really still ongoing, you know, that, that argument. But uh, Powell, of course, uh, you know, when, when he was doing this, uh, I, there, there was something about it that uh, wasn't, well, uh, matter of fact, I probably didn't want convinced, but I wasn't convinced. And, uh, and yet it satisfied the media, satisfied the politicians, satisfied the military industrial complex. Yeah. They were delighted because it meant the beginning, a beginning of a long, tedious war uh, where some of the ramifications of that are still going on. I mean, you think there's peace and prosperity okay. in, 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 in Iraq? No. no and, but this was to get things started in Iraq. I mean, it was a priority, not making the big move into Afghanistan. Well, they needed, they needed Colin Powell because he's the only one that had any credibility in the administration. The neocons were running roughshod. Uh, nobody believed them uh, anymore. Uh, nobody believed Bush, who was up to that point, up to 9-11 at least, considered a failed president and not fit for the job, really. So they brought out Powell because Powell did have that credibility. He was a Secretary of State. As you point out, he was considered a war hero. 
first African-American who was chairman of the Joint Chiefs and Secretary of State, first time in history. So they brought him out, and we know from our, our, um, our old former friend, uh, Colonel Wilkerson, what they did to him, they, they kept him up all night, they browbeat him, they, they forced him. That doesn't give him any excuses, though, because he knew what he was saying was untrue. But when, you, you know, when we watched it on your staff, we watched the presentation, and that was in Febu early February of 2003, we knew what he was saying wasn't true because we were following things so closely, but we also knew that it was a devastating performance for our position because we knew how much credibility he had. It was hard enough for us to argue against the neocons, right, when they wanted the war, but you bring out Powell, and it, for me at least, we, I talked about it yesterday, it felt very deflating and demoralizing. The big picture is that this was necessary to maintain and expand the empire because this, this is to remake the Middle East. We heard those terms oh, yeah. before, probably even before 9-11, but this is the excuse to remake the, the, the Middle East. But it also brings up the subject that uh, we talk about because it's so uh, effective in de demonstrating what goes on. And that is that truth becomes a treasonous thing yes. in, a, in an empire. And we certainly were on our way to an empire and uh, the Middle East supposedly was building our empire. But I would say that uh, the uh, final results uh, aren't totally in because it's not a very stable empire. No. If that's what we're going to depend on to maintain the empire of the world, uh, you know, it's getting a little bit shaky. But uh, it certainly at that time was uh, heralded as, as, you know, doing the thing that was necessary and there were certain special interests that wanted us in there and wanted to have control. The people selling weapons wanted to have control. The oil people wanted all this. So it went on and on. But things are a lot different now and uh, at least uh, you know the story is coming out that uh, Powell you know uh, was uh, disingenuous when he was going to the United Nations yeah. and yet you, you, he wasn't an easy target yeah. I mean he had what, what 30 or 40 years yeah. where he was held in high esteem but uh, but it also gives us uh, an indication that when you stick to the truth and you define everything to the best of your ability by finding out what is true and what is not, you know, eventually uh, truth does win out in the end. And I think this is, a, this is late. It took a long time. But now the, the history is much clearer. Yeah. You know, back then, but but so much of our foreign policy is based on the shenanigans that were going on back then. Yeah. That is, of course, the reason why, even though I was young, uh, when uh, we went, uh, went went into to Korea, I remember uh, enough hearing adults speak about it, about uh, Korea, that uh, we were going in under the United Nations, yeah. and I remember, you know, thinking about Declaration of War. Oh, and then and, and, uh, and, and Truman said, we're not declaring war. This is a police action. <laughs> you, you talk about lying, yeah. lying in the war. I mean, each one of our wars, you can, if you want to sort it out, you don't always find the truth, and sometimes it takes a lot of history to find out the truth. But in this case, at least we know there was a lot of distortion there. A lot of people have suffered, and uh, the best we can do, uh, you know, a lot of times the question came up during the campaign and the presidential campaign, is that we would get involved and it would be a mess, but we had to continue it because we didn't want the people who had been there 
to die and have died in vain. So, you know, so so far right now, it's going to be pretty hard to stir up trouble and say, well, we, matter of fact, the criticism is still now, you know, like in Vietnam, there are still people who say, you you know, the hawks are still saying, well, we left too soon. We should have, we should have worked harder on it. 20 years wasn't enough, you know, and continues. But, but, uh, but anyway, there should be a powerful lesson here. And then in combining it with some of the things we'll mention, also about, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, COVID uh, episode, because there's a lot of distortion and fibbing there. There's false truths and sorting out the truth there is not an easy task. Yeah, well, you know, the, the reason they kept doing it is that he got away with it. And the thing is, you might be able, if you can even understand how he was browbeaten into doing this and he was abused, whatever you want to say, he was a big boy. But after the fact, he made no effort. He made no effort to try to get to the bottom of it. He never spoke out and said, these creeps lied to me. They set me up. He never did that. And he could have, and he would have cleared his name. But we also know, and this is an article from The Intercept back in 2018. We also know, uh, and this is really damning, we know that he knew he was lying at the time because the memos from the State Department's Department of Intelligence and Research, where I worked briefly, Um, They sent out memos before the event that he surely must have seen because he was Secretary of State, and they, almost every bullet point of the presentation, they flagged it as weak. And here we know this from the declassified INR memos. Powell said, quote, we know Saddam's son, Kusei, ordered the removal (coughs) of all prohibited weapons from Saddam's numerous palace complex. The INR memo itself said, second bullet point, weak. Kusei ordered to remove prohibited items. He said, um, Powell said, key files from military and scientific establishments have been placed in cars that are being driven around the countryside by Iraqi intelligence agents. The INR said before the presentation, that's weak, that's weak. Plausibility open to question. On and on and on, and you can read this, and I'll I'll have to remember to link this article. It's a very good article from, uh, from The Intercept. On and on, last bullet, weak. The one with the missiles with biological warheads going around, weak, weak, can't be proven. So he knew when he went in there that he was lying, and that's to his great disgrace. And, you know, and, and the information was immediately available for the people who were paying attention. So the, uh, there was a strong opposition to it, but there was a very, uh, you, you know, it was weak in the sense of reaching the people in this country who make a difference, uh, objected to it. Because that organization, which is the uh, uh, military-industrial complex and the and the media pumping up the warmongering and pumping up, uh, you know, the patriotism and all, yeah. that's always very very strong. And the ability, even though the truth was there, the ability to get that out and get the general public believing it and understanding it and saying, no way do we want to send our kids over there. So it. Uh, it, it, it is something that uh, is perpetual. This is human nature, how they do it. And everybody has their excuse for going to war. And uh, what a pity. And it's probably one of the reasons why we have a little organization here called uh, the, the Institute for Peace and Prosperity because we actually believe it's achievable if you do the right things. They go hand in hand. Well, you, you touched a little bit on the COVID aspect right. of the general's death. And, and of course, I don't think it's very necessarily valid to say that the vaccination and the COVID are, are necessarily hand in hand in this case because he was a very ill person, as you pointed out. Yeah, you know, he, uh, 
this isn't the time to have the final uh, final solution, you know, on the vaccines. There's a lot of emotions involved because he was very sick. He had multiple myeloma and he had Parkinson's disease. And, you know, a really bad cold or, say, a strep throat yeah. would have been very, very life-threatening to him. And so that's one thing. So to use this as uh, the final argument, we have enough arguments about the yeah. efficacy of, of uh, the vaccines. But uh, still, I think the whole mess that we have with COVID is still based on a big lie. You know, just like what uh, the, the war was based on a big yeah. lie. The war against COVID, uh, the big lie is really the one to narrow down to get people to understand that which is so strange it's it's this anti-science yeah. if, if you're not anti-science then then uh you, you know well they call it pro-science on their yeah. on their <laughs> on their terms but what they what they said the one that is that one one thing that they use is whether or not you you believe in natural immunity yeah now natural immunity has been around for a few years and they've used it a long time before they had a full understanding of the details of the you, you know the biochemistry and uh, immuni immunities and all this but uh, it, so they knew about natural Im immunities and yet now you're in trouble you can lose your job over that yeah and, and, and lose a livelihood your family can suffer you can be a famous football player and you might not ever get to play again yeah. all, all because of, of this thing and they and and of course they would say that we're the ones that are promoting the lie would what we want to do is promote an honest discussion about this the honest discussion that eventually you know crept out and people understand about the lie of going into into uh into Iraq yeah. uh, and when is it going to be a more uh, objective uh, debate go on about lying us into the COVID war yeah. you know uh, without you know ignoring the seriousness of it you know uh, yes if if the elderly are more vulnerable and if you have cancer and multiple myeloma boy you better watch out and you better do whatever you can and there are certain drugs that are available and and uh, if people can convince you about the vaccines at least you'd be on the table yeah. right now though uh, you know it's just beginning uh, to allow people to uh, talk about uh, Chloro, chloro and um, yeah. chloro, chloroquine and also ivermectin yeah. now we're just beginning to talk about it but uh you can still lose your job or if you speak too loudly and in fact that'll be our next story but i just wanted to do one final thing on this because you know as i mentioned yesterday they always will talk about the comorbidities when someone also has a vaccine but you can never talk about it if they're covid deaths but here's an egregious example of this, the goofiness. And if you can put this up, if this was just some joker, I wouldn't even put it up. But this is a, you know, supposedly a serious person. If you can put that first uh, uh, picture up, this is Kevin Barron. He's the editor of Defense One. That's a, a, a major uh, publication covering the military and the defense community. And let's look at his next tweet. This tells you, I mean, it's just goofy. He said, darn it, they killed Colin Powell. Their sick devotion to partisan political power and personality cults over public health and security. Knowledge and intelligence has killed 700,000 of us. RIP, Mr. Secretary, get vaccinated. Max, uh, mask up and stop this spread. Well, it's kind of funny because 
as we know, Colin Powell was vaccinated. So using his death as a fully vaccinated person as an excuse to get vaccinated is hardly convincing. Was he, do you think he had a serious time? No, he was. He was, he, was mad. To, <laughs> he was mad at the rest of us who are not in favor of compulsory vaccine. Isn't it something where, where, where do these things cross when truth becomes so absurd and nobody believes them yeah. anyway? Yeah. You know, they pretend it's true. Yeah. So... Well, let's put up the next one. Oh, sorry. You know, I was going to say we wanted to talk about the drugs. Yeah, let's put up that next picture just to kick it off. This is from the Epic Times uh, out of Nebraska. And this is the Nebraska Attorney General. And he has now said that doctors can prescribe ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine off-label for COVID-19. It's a little bit late, but it's interesting news, nevertheless. Yeah, well, once again, uh, you, you know, truth has been floating around here for a long time. And they've had to, you know, make a big effort to cancel out to people who, who happen to know a lot more about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, uh, where people in, the, in certain parts of the world had practical reasons to do it. And then when you get into the economics of it all, you know, how much, how much did it cost for a package of uh, some of these medications to be sent out to millions of people in India? Yeah. And and in, and yet the world ignored the benefits that came from it. Uh, it, it stand, it, they're terrified of competition, yeah. ideological competition or just competition over thinking and, and dealing with science or whatever. All of a sudden it's turned into racial conflicts and all these things that if uh, if you don't go along, you, you belong to some racial theory and, 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 and therefore you have to be rejected. And uh, that's that to me is a mess. But there's there's so so much now. This is good that they're doing this. Maybe maybe the statistics will change over there. But I also know that uh, uh, there in in places, uh, uh, you know, I I, uh, I know of people who made calls for their insurance company, and it was perfectly legal where they were calling, and they say no, uh, the insurance companies won't pay for it. <laughs> so it's uh, what, what they what they want you to do is go through the insurance company, and for a five dollar pill that you could have and be safer and probably more effective. Uh, they, they want you to pay six hundred dollars, and uh, all of a sudden, the, it ended up in the coffers of uh, some pharmaceutical company. Yeah, well, that is a good point because people should go and have a look at how many lobbyists Big Pharma has on Capitol Hill. That's number one, and number two, look at the revolving door between FDA, CDC, top executives, and high-paid uh, Big Pharma positions. People like Gottlieb and others. Uh, they make a fortune. But in Nebraska, just to finish it up, it wasn't, he was not endorsing the, the, the prescription. All the attorney general says is you cannot punish. He said that the available data does not justify filing disciplinary actions against physicians simply because they prescribe ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine to prevent or treat COVID-19. So yeah, it's kind of a baby step. You don't have to go to jail if you do this. But as you say, it should have been doctor and patient yeah. all along. Just a little bit of liberty released, and uh, when it becomes more knowledgeable, it will explode. And I think we've seen some of that already, that uh, the resistance to the masking and other things. I think this is going to happen, especially now that, uh, you know, the natural curves and the natural uh, immunity is working in, and, and they'll say, well, uh, why, why are we doing this? And uh, but they'll they'll figure out some fib to, to tell because uh, you know uh, 
truth is a tr tr truth is a treason and an empire. You yeah. Know? And we were our job is to have the empire, and and truly there are some people who you would so you want to give them a pass and say, well, they're just confused, and this is why they do this. This is why they close down our cities and fire the police when there's a when there's a more violence, and, and why you why you get rid of the health workers when our hospitals are overflowing. They they, they want to make excuses, but but eventually you know common sense. It's just hope that it's, it hasn't been killed, yeah. and I don't think it has been because I think when you do do the what what is difficult is getting people willing to step forward and put so much on the line, uh, you know, for their families. And figuring, you know, if I don't have this job, you know, I have to do it. I don't believe this stuff. That that that, that is the mess. But but as long as we see items like this. I think that's what happened, you know, with the uh, attendance at uh, the athletic events. Yeah. You, do you think they're, do you think these people are going there? They never look worried to me about uh, to, uh, about sitting beside yeah, somebody, yeah. you know, and they, they sat pretty close. Yeah, they're also having a lot of- Yelling and screaming yeah. at each other. They're yelling a lot of chants there these days. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, we can't really repeat on the show, but it's, uh, <laughs> but speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, tyranny, I mean, I really, I know there's probably a lot of competition, but I think that this is probably the most incompetent mayor in the entire country. Uh, this is a monster, and she's, she, she's also incredibly dumb. And let's put, let's, uh, here she is, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. She says, and we talked about this in a previous show, Dr. Paul, recently, how the, uh, the head of the police union is, had been advising his officers don't, don't go online and report your status like Lightfoot wants. It's none of her business what your vaccine status is. Now, she got a court order to tell him to shut up and forced him to shut up. But then she went, again, overboard. She's not busy trying to catch the people that are shooting people in Chicago. She's busy attacking the police. And let's look at that first video, if we can. Uh, actually, go back to the, uh, that link and put, play that video. This is her yesterday at a press conference attacking the police union. Make sure we get sound, there we go. And we're not just, we're not having that. The, the contract is clear and it's been known for a long time. Uh, the police unions are not authorized to strike. It's in their collective bargaining agreement and it's a matter of state law. What we've seen from uh, the fraternal order of police and particularly the leadership is a lot of misinformation, a lot of half-truths and frankly flat-out lies in order to induce an insurrection. Um, and we're not having that. The police are trying to induce an insurrection. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she just learned that word. Mm, probably. <laughs> what what a bad what, person. What go on. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's go I, on. On our friend uh, and colleague, uh, Adam Dick. Yeah. Because he makes a point, which is an important point, and he better be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's saying that there's, there's evidence to show that people are now in a mood even though he he admitted that there are sp uh, their moods swings you yeah. know with people probably depending on uh, you know uh, how things are going with their personal finances or something but uh, he was uh, he was saying that uh, there's a move right now for people wanting less government they're not they're not uh, saying well things are bad now what we need is more government we need we need an insurrection by the police in Chicago yeah. and everything is going to be okay yeah, and he was citing a new Gallup poll, and Gallup does this poll every year, and they ask Americans, do you think the government is trying to do too many things, or do you think it should do more to solve problems? 
and this is the uh, the, the poll that he's uh, citing. Let's put it up because the results are encouraging. We need a little bit of good news. Let's look at that next clip. There's a big, big change from last year to this year, back in 2020, and that probably is understandable when you consider the COVID situation and how terrified people were, thanks mostly to the mainstream media and lying politicians. That was 54% wanted the government to do more, more last year, <coughs> as opposed to 41% who thought it was doing too much. Well, that has flip-flopped, Dr. Paul. And now, great news, 52% of all Americans think the government is trying to do too much. And 43 only, which is a clear minority, believe the government should do more. So we're going back in the right direction like you always say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, least, at least it made the turn a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I, I think we're dealing with a battle that's been going on for a lot of history. Yeah. Uh, but that, that doesn't mean that things can't be improved because I would say when you look at history in the terms of, of 3,000 years, there's been a better understanding. I would say that, you know, e events like uh, the Declaration of Independence and, and uh, our, our revolution, that there was an emphasis on personal liberty, imperfectly, but there was still movement in that direction. And of course, there were certain things in history in these thousands of years that moved it. When I get discouraged is when, uh, when, when they discovered 3,000 years ago uh, a certain basic principle and, and our government right now rejects it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like innocent until proven guilty, you yeah. know. And they all, oh, we ignore that. And, and that's what our government does so often right now. Yeah. Well, I'm going to close with just a little bit of hypocrisy. And I know this will shock you, Dr. Paul, but the hypocrisy goes all the way to the top. And let's play that second video clip. We have a link to this is our own dear commander in chief, President Biden, walking through a very ritzy restaurant in Georgetown. You'll notice something unusual about him as he walks by. There's his wife. There's the president. All the lowly Americans who serve him had masks on. But the president, despite the fact that there was a mask mandate, there is a mask mandate in D.C. You must wear your mask. The president to his, maybe in his defense, he probably forgot, but he didn't have a mask on. Uh, of course, everyone who served him did. And let's look at these couple of clips about it because his spokesperson, Jen Psaki, who was really a creep, she was asked about it. And let's go, there's a, a picture of her. And here he is walking through without his mask. He's got it in his hand, so he's probably protected from COVID. <laughs> but let's look at the next one. Here's, she was asked by uh, Ducey from Fox, what's going on with that? She said, uh, he said, well, how come she, he wasn't wearing his mask? She said, there are moments when we all don't put masks back on as quickly as we should. Then she said, it's important, quote, not overly focus on moments in time that don't reflect overarching policy. We need them on television yeah. a lot, and they yeah. are on a lot. And maybe, maybe that's why the polls are going down for, for Biden. He's, he's being exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the one thing that people didn't realize, and I didn't at the beginning, is uh, when we see a major announcement being made at the White House, they're not even in the White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all fake. Isn't it's that a fake. weird? It's a fake. Yeah. So, but you know, the I mentioned this the other day that uh, uh, Biden was on on his uh, high horse and and he was describing the various problems he says there's only one problem leadership we need <laughs> leadership whether it's covid and whether it's this or oil prices or inflation leadership 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 
and uh, it, it was sort of a like a joke, yeah. I thought. But no, he he was serious. But now that I was thinking, well, he's he's a, maybe he's our leader now. <laughs> get rid of your mask, yeah. in spite of these clowns around you. They're still wearing them. You know, get rid of. We we need leadership like that. Yeah, you you talk about confused definitions and what is true. What are we supposed to do? But you know, uh, I I make fun of that, but I understand that is a real problem for especially children trying to figure out why are we doing this and what does it mean and I don't like it and, uh, and they're told one thing and hear another than they hear the television and, and the whole nonsense so so it, it is but a lot of adults go through this and also the statistics on psychological problems right now and even suicide yeah. are terrible and uh, it's because the leaders are they, they don't they don't have a basic principle that they're following they don't matter of fact Half of these people who run our country or more, they don't even believe in the principle that there is something known as truth, that you seek truth. We know that truth is out there. We know that there's no one person or group that has a perfect knowledge of the truth, but it's also been known throughout all of history that that has been one of the most important distinguishing factors is that you seek truth. You seek truth and uh, and, and, and you and you try to understand it enough and make, if it's beneficial, then spread that message. That's been around a long time. But now you're, we are de de dealing with people, they don't even believe that you can find truth on there they, they're, they're nihilists they, they believe there's zero out there and you can't find uh, a, a, a truthful answer to anything and that's why uh, it's no big deal uh, natural immunity yeah that used to be true but it's not true anymore so we, that's what we believe in but they don't they don't use the word nihilist we should use it more often Yes, absolutely. I'm all done, Dr. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, very good. I want to thank our viewers today for, uh, for tuning in. And I think that uh, we, we should finish by saying that we do remain optimistic. And when we see these terribly dumb things going on, we should use them to show, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people wake up quietly at first, but eventually they eventually want to go to the football game and have a good time. So what we want to do is make sure our society is willing to meet and play together and work together and treat other people the way they're supposed to. And I think then we will be marching on to a, a situation where we will gain our peace and our prosperity. Thank you very much for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.